0: This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotato.com.
1: Accessing data files, initiating program.
2: Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast.
1: Downloading Sean.
2: My name is Sean Ray. And I don't know why people hate Nickelback.
1: Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Downloading John.
0: The, like, the one benefit to uh, getting fat is that I don't have to iron my clothes as much.
3: If you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style?
0: We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars. I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil
4: plan.
1: Downloading Rick.
4: Did you know that elephants are made entirely out of Rocky Road ice cream? Classic films, trivia games, and beyond.
3: He's looking at you, kid.
1: Accessing guest files.
3: N C C one seven zero
0: one. No bloody a.
4: Joni loves Shachi is the epitome. You
3: beat me to it, you bastard. B. Uh, I wasn't listening. Sorry. Oh, good (laughs) boy. C, I've never felt more like a
2: northerner than I do right now.
0: <laughs> or D, if you're wondering how this is going to play out, just watch A Bug's Life. It's basically the same plot. to the coast,
3: get
2: together, have a few laughs.
3: Now, on with the show. Keep that change, you filthy animal.
2: Hey everybody, and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. The show that reminds you that the blockbuster hit, A Quiet Place, is a terrible film for eating popcorn. I recommend Twizzlers or Gummy Bears. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Sean Ray, and sitting across the virtual table from me is the holder of the pun stone, Mr. John Irons. How are you, sir? I'm um, good. <laughs> no puns. Uh, oh, sorry. And uh, with us once again is uh, is Rick and John. He is not a dude. You are a dude. He is a man. <laughs> Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> And we have a special guest on the mic tonight for at least a, a few minutes of the show, Mr. John Anderson, otherwise known as Trick Talking Meat. How are you, John?
3: Greetings, programs. That's an old movie reference for you. <laughs> uh, you everyone who lives in the show got that reference. Well done. <laughs> Did anybody catch that one? Is
0: that- it is a Tron thing. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. The dude abides.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: His Tron is
0: my Tron, too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, John, I know you because we both uh, frequent the same, uh, a couple of the same conventions. We go to Magic City Con and the Sci-Fi uh, Fantasy Festival here in Birmingham. But you've appeared in like a lot of movies over the last few years, and I've got a yeah. list here of a few of them. You were in Guardians of the Galaxy Two. You were, yes. yeah, you were one of the Ravagers, right? Yes. Okay, if it, when I when I when I name these, if you could just tell me uh, like who you were <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> in the in oh, okay. that. So you were in Stranger Things. Yes, uh, evil government aid. Oh, okay, okay. Us and <laughs> uh, Sleepy Hollow. Uh,
3: I was a Hessian zombie. Oh, okay. TV uh, show. Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, I was a German tourist at the Washington Memorial. Oh, okay. He got killed. Okay.
2: And you were in uh, Manhunt Unabomber.
3: Yes, I was the quote-unquote stamp guy they referred to many times in this series. Okay. the series. The expert, <laughs> FBI expert. I get a lot of G-men for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Logan, I die a lot. Logan Lucky? <laughs> Uh, yes, I was at the, I was a, uh, honky at the carnival, so to speak.
2: <laughs> yeah, <the carnival.
3: laughs> I was also in a couple of the racetrack scenes, you know, I kind of kept popping up quite and a few see, times.
2: And see, I'm making a note of these because I've seen all of these movies and now I'm going to have to go back and, <laughs> and it's like, where's Waldo? I'm going to play, where's John?
3: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I call it on Facebook. I, I have a game. I usually give away like a trick talking me t-shirt or something, you know, see if you can, it's where's brother John, but you yeah. know, it's like Waldo, but for me.
2: Uh, Pitch Perfect 3?
3: Uh, actually, I was just in the in the crowd at a couple of the shows for the Bellas. I don't know if I could tell you if I was in that one or not. I never watched it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I have a, a 16-year-old daughter, so I watched it.
3: <laughs> I, I've got a 16-year-old daughter, too, trust me. I, she's probably combed to that movie backwards and forwards. She doesn't care about any of this stuff. She's like, you're lame. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, you were in I, was
3: I was. I was a, uh, at the boxing match.
2: Oh okay okay and Jumanji. Uh,
3: I was their school teacher at the end of the movie. Okay, yeah, remember
2: that? Yeah, and uh, MacGyver. I'm 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 guessing the new MacGyver.
3: <laughs> yeah right right right. I've actually been on a couple of episodes of MacGyver. I was an MIT professor, and I was also a German train conductor at one point. And what's the deal, man? I'm just starting to realize it's like I'm a lot of Germans and G-men. That's... <laughs> uh, starting to get typecasted, I think, as yeah, like guess... the blue-eyed blonde Aryan. <laughs> and uh, do you and... have the papers? No tickets.
2: <laughs> and you were in uh, you were in Black Panther, right?
3: I was. I was uh, white guy number three. I say. People, <laughs> You know, it's kind of funny, because, you know, I'd done Spider-Man, and I'd, and I'd worked on Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'd done some other stuff for Marvel, and I called them, and I said, hey, look, can I get on this Black Panther? It was one of my favorite books as a kid. And they said, uh, well, John, you know, we're not going to lie to you, It's uh, not a lot of white folks going to be in this movie. <laughs> I said, it's cool, I understand, no worries, but uh, they ended up finding something at the little UN scene at the end of the movie. I was yeah, the report, one it. of the reporters. Oh, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> Spoiler alert. I got to guess which scene you were in, because it's really kind of the only one you could have
3: been. Yeah, right. Well, you know, ain't no shame on that game. So,
2: So a lot of the parts that you play are like uh, non-speaking roles. Uh, I'm guessing... Yeah, they're
3: just little bit parts.
2: Yeah. I'm guessing a lot of the time, you're not sure if you're going to be in the movie until you actually go see the the film, right?
3: Sure, sure. I I do, you know, I started doing background, and then you start doing featured spots like... uh, Jumanji or MacGyver you know Black Panther Stranger Things for example and uh actually this week I became a SAG actor so that's kind of rad oh that's cool hopefully more speaking roles yeah hopefully more speaking roles here in the near future
2: what are some of the movies that you that you went to to film in that you wound up not being in
3: I don't know. Let me think about that one for me. You have to come back to me because most of them I do end up seeing myself. Like, you know, I'm seven feet tall, so it's kind of hard not to miss me walking right. and bopping through a scene. And that's a lot of times what I get hired for. Like, you know, I've been offered The Walking Dead a couple of times, but I didn't do it. I just, you know, I think they just wanted a really tall zombie way back in the back of the cornfield or something. Yeah, I was
2: I was gonna ask you about The Walking Dead because they film it right over here in Atlanta. It's just just a couple hours from where we live.
3: Sure. Every, the, the couple of times it's come up and I've wanted to be do it, just, you know, it's, again, I like doing the heavy makeup stuff. It's fun. You know, it's like getting to play dress up all day. So, But uh, I think the first time they offered, I was on Spider-Man Homecoming and I couldn't do it. The second time, I don't remember what I was doing. But awesome show, though. Got a lot of friends working on. You know?
2: I would love to be on, on the show, but I would want to be one of the zombies that gets his head blown off or something like that, you know?
3: Well, yeah, that's it. That's, that's my whole thing. I It's like, if I can get my my head blown off that I'm in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Cause I That's mean, a fun. they film a lot of those episodes in the middle of the summer and where we live. It's very hot. I can imagine being in some of the, some of the makeup and stuff that they've got. So, um,
3: yeah, like I said, I, I got many friends that do it. They said it's, it's not the, not their funnest job, but, uh, they still love doing it. So, so what
2: does it take? Okay. A guy from Birmingham to end up in a lot of these movies, because you know, we're not like right down the road from Hollywood. So I'm assuming it's it's because a lot of them film in Atlanta.
3: Is that right? Uh, Actually, from what I understand, Atlanta has surpassed Los Angeles as the film capital of the world at this point. Yeah. So there's more TV and movies getting made there than anywhere else in the country, for that matter. We call it Wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: Yalwood. I see that Peach come up at the at the end of a lot of, uh, especially like a lot of Marvel movies. You see that Peach come up at the end of the credits and stuff.
3: Yeah. About eighty percent of the Marvel stuff is being filmed in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, Civil War was there. Infinity War, Spider-Man: Homecoming, Black Panther. Uh, I think Age of Ultron was over there. Guardians Two, uh, yeah. So most of it's going to be happening over there.
2: Yeah, because it's kind of easy. Awesome. It's kind of easy for them to substitute downtown Atlanta for streets of New York. They just have to go in and digitally add a few buildings or something like that. So I, they get tax breaks and all that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's really the, the the determining driving force of Atlanta's film or Georgia's film industry is they get such incredible deals from the the, the state for for, for filming. I think they're not uh, they're not going to go anywhere. Have you
2: got anything coming anyway.
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Have you got anything coming up that you're supposed to be filming in soon? Uh, i have
3: actually got a couple of movies that I was popping up in here the, this summer, but I can't really go into Liberty about them at the moment. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the NDA, yeah. Usually, like when uh, people are anytime somebody anytime something comes out that I was in, it, it's kind of cute, if you know. I, again, on Facebook today, it comes out on theater, or I see it on TV. I can talk about it all day long. But,
2: But beforehand, it's kind of off-limits, yeah. I understand that. Right. But it's got to be like a surreal feeling to be a fanboy that goes to like conventions and stuff, and now you're actually seeing yourself on the screen in these MCU films and things.
3: I really think the best part about it, honestly, is that all the old family members or ex-girlfriends that said comic books would never get you anywhere in life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Surprise, Yeah especially now because a lot of those girls have children and it's like ha 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 your kids are fans (laughs) but uh, no it's it's really awesome I've been reading comic books since I was like four years old and and getting to do even like I said if you're even just a background guy on some of these movies like Gags House and you know Black Panther or whatever the movie is it's awesome Like Do- some people like you know collect like comic books, I like, collect like spots in the in the comic book movies. I guess.
2: <laughs> Do you ever get an opportunity to like meet any of the big stars of the film while you're while you're there?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Most of you know, I've never come across anybody that was cross or anything like that. Everybody I've ever met, you know, we're just like genuinely great guys. Like Michael Rooker was great. Uh, Sean Gunn, Chris is the man. James Gunn was great.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you were. But it's really nice. You were one of the Ravagers in Guardians too. You were under a lot of heavy makeup for that movie, right? Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you got a good bit of screen time because there was only ten Ravagers, right? So you were you were in a pretty good chunk
3: of well, the movie. Well, there wasn't. There wasn't. You know, it's, it's funny because there were some scenes like on Contraxia, you know, where we had like thirty or forty Ravagers. And then there were other spots, like when we we're uh, making fun of Taser Face, for example. There's like yeah. twenty Ravagers. <laughs> but uh, you know, and oddly enough, those scenes, the big scenes where it was like contraction, I wasn't on the, those days. I was always in the forest. You know, that was a lot of Ravagers. We had a, quite a few guys on that one, and that's just kind of an awesome day for work. Because you know, you got 20, 25 guys in full we'll Ravager gear, just and they're they trying to keep you rowdy and get you riled up, just so you know you can get start filming. It's like you get that whole pirate thing you
1: know
3: down so, <laughs> so you know it's just i remember they they flew me out to San Diego Comic-Con and it was great because they were like saying yeah we're going to surprise the audience and have the Ravagers come out in the audience and take over the Hall H panel for Marvel <laughs> they were like, be rowdy, be jerk. You know, and they're telling the 10 of these guys, you know, it was 10 of us sitting there, and they're like, yeah, be complete jerks, you know, just go go for broke, you know. So make fun of them coming up the aisles. Make fun of people and point at them and laugh at people. And, like, you just told the wrong group of guys to do that, you
1: know.
3: <laughs> we did a rehearsal on it the night before, and there was, like, a couple of people hanging out in that, you know, it's Hall 8th, 8, like 8,000 people at right, San yeah. Diego Comic-Con, you know, and uh, so we're rehearsing. I'm walking up the aisle, and I see these guys in suits. And I was like, "Yeah, you bunch of losers, you know? Ah, ah, ah you know, you suck." And guy pulls me aside. He's like, "You know, you know who that was?" I'm like, "No." And they're like, "That's like the CEO of Disney." I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> Well, I did my job, ha ha ha. You know, jokes on him, I guess. I don't know, but uh, everybody was really cool about it. It's actually on YouTube. You can watch that. The Ravagers at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, really I read cool. J- James
2: Gunn uh, chose you as one of the Ravagers to go with him to Comic Con. So, what what is James Gunn like?
3: Uh, he's absolutely brilliant. He's 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 funny, and he's he's very very. Uh, I guess, driven and, and knows exactly what he wants to see. And he's just a, such a cool guy. You know, he was, you know, the limited times I saw him running around on the set or I actually spoke to him, he was always very nice. A lot of fun to work around on. His set.
2: John, Rick, you, you guys have, have any questions for him? Feel free.
3: No, I'm just enjoying Where do it. Where do babies okay. come from?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know.
2: Let me ask you, if, if, if someone wanted to get into doing something like this and try to get into a couple of movies, say a guy that's, around 40 and lives in central Alabama. <laughs> how would he theoretically go about doing that?
3: <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. Everybody asks, how did you get started in movies? Because I've been doing it for about three years, you know, and, and I literally was up at like two o'clock in the morning. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was the first thing I ever did. So I kind of hit the top of the mountain right out of the gate, you know, and, and uh, I think that I saw a cookie pop up on Facebook of all things one night at like two in the morning. So I clicked on it. I don't know why. It just said it literally said something like, We need really tall, skinny, ugly ugly guys with crooked teeth. And I'm like, I'm a tall, skinny, ugly guy with crooked teeth. So I clicked (laughs) on it. I filled all the stuff out and I thought, Well, okay, that's great. And I forgot about it and about a month went by and I got a phone call from the casting agency. And she said, Hey, you know, we're gonna do this open casting call down in Atlanta. Why don't you come down? We need guys that are like six four or taller and I was like, Well, I'm six eight and she was like, Oh my god, yeah, definitely come down. Uh, I'd done a bunch of cosplay stuff as the Joker. So I didn't know what the movie was, you know, I just decided, Oh, hell I'll give it a shot and went down to Atlanta and 4,700 people turned up for this audition. I was like, Oh God, you know, there's no way I'm going to get this job. And I did the interview and they said, are you okay with heavy makeup or prosthetics? And I sent her a the photo of me as the Joker. And she said, Oh, okay, well, let's, know, yeah, obviously you're fine for makeup. You don't have a problem with that. And like two auditions later, uh, they called up and said, congrats, you're going to be in James Gunn, the Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I was like, oh my God, he's a comic <laughs> book fan. You're just like... And then you can't tell anybody, so that sucks even worse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for like a year, I was I, I filmed that thing, and I guess it was like 2016 we were filming that and then i guess you know for so you have to sit on it for a year and like everybody i know like there's a thousand people on facebook sending me the trailers like hey man have you seen the trailer for guardians of the galaxy 2 yet it's awesome i'm like yeah i know <laughs> 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 but yeah you can't tell anybody i mean it, it's literally you would have a easier time getting secrets from the pentagon than to, to get secrets from the set of one of those big budget movies they do not mess around
2: have you gotten to the point do you still have to go and like go through the whole audition process or you just have them calling you now and saying, Hey, come be in this movie?
3: Sometimes it's both. Sometimes you know, it's like if you go do it enough, you know, you get on a people's radar and they're like, Hey, you know, we need a really tall, skinny dude. Oh yeah, we got a guy and he does make up anyway, he's great.
4: Have you ever met Doug Jones?
3: <laughs> uh, I have not, but I'd love to. <laughs> uh, him That's and Stephen Merchant would be another one that I'd like to meet. <laughs> I had actually auditioned for Wolverine as a stand-in, and I, I went down to New Orleans where they were filming Logan, and I, I saw James Mangold, the director, and I walked into the office, and, and everybody in the office thought I was Stephen Merchant. <laughs> they were like actually walking up to me and saying, oh, Stephen Merchant, is so glad to have you on the production. I'm like, I'm not Stephen Merchant, I'm just the guy standing in for him, and right. they are like, oh my god, you're just, you're okay, I didn't get on my phone, I had no idea who he was. <laughs> he actually played he played Caliban in the movie but apparently like you know because they were like oh well, if you do heavy makeup you know you'd be perfect we could use you as a button double too I'm like right on but you know things happened and it just didn't work out so I didn't do it but you know everybody in that place was like oh my god like even the director was like oh my god you look just like him you're hired I was like that's it that's the whole idea you know and he's like yeah you're done we're good you're hired <laughs> <laughs> like that was the easiest money I could have made but again things happened and it's kind of fell through at the last minute I couldn't live in new orleans for like three or four months and yeah you know yeah. sometimes you gotta let it go but then again i ended up like literally the next week they called me on guardians they're like hey we haven't seen your face you want to play another alien i was like sure so i went back and <laughs> get a second guy and guardians too was great
2: so what was the first movie that you had like a speaking role in
3: uh it was a movie from oprah winfrey called the immortal life of henrietta Lacks. it's on hbo watch it i get residuals from that
1: <laughs> okay <laughs>
3: I, <laughs> on hulu just, just you know, to anybody listening to the show, just go on Hulu or HBO or wherever you can find that movie, and just let it continuously run all day long because that's like an extra three cents every time you every time you watch it. I get like a nickel, so right. I go for it. You know, she don't need the money. I do. Yeah. It's just one of those weird things. It's like you never thought you'd meet the Big O, but you know, there she is one day. It's like, oh my God, there's Oprah. I know a million people would be dying just to stand here within her. Right. <laughs>
4: A lot of times I see on because uh, I, I spend way too much time on YouTube, um, <laughs> there'll be like sites will have you know top ten times extras screwed up a take on on a movie or something like that. Um, is that like the the a, a great exception or do do? people sometimes try to make a name for themselves and mugging in front of the camera. Oh yeah.
3: There's, there's, there's usually always one. <laughs> it's like, there's 50 guys hanging out. There's one that's going to get that screen time. Like, uh, I don't know. That's what they call it. I, i found it. My best advice to anybody trying, this is like, look, man, just, if it's meant to be, you'll be seen. If not, then whatever it's, if you're going in there because you want to see yourself on a movie, then you know get it out of your brain right now because nine times out of ten it doesn't happen again. I'm just a freak of nature and I just happen to kind of stand out a little bit, and I keep getting jobs because of that. Yeah, well, doing that
2: kind of stuff is going to almost guarantee you get cut out anyway, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, and they know, and they, and, and they're they're seeing it. They're, they may not point it out to you on the set, but they definitely know when somebody's kind of going out of their way. <laughs> Yeah. And it, it's kind of hard, too, because I watch movies now, and it's like I know all those guys. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, there's my buddy Kent Wagner, and hey, there's this guy, and there's Joe Harden, and there's Rory Healy, and Matthew Axley, and whatever. You know, it's like, hey, I know all those guys. And my girlfriend is just like, I don't care. Shut up. Just watch the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't care. Yeah, there was a guy on the set drinking coffee right behind that pillar right there, but you can't see him. But on the set, he was over there eating Doritos, and was like, I don't care. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining everything. And of course, like I said, her kid, I don't have any kids personally. Like, uh, she's got a 16 year old daughter and a 10 year old son and we'll go to the movies and they're, they're just, uh, they don't care. Their friends at school think it's like the greatest thing ever. Oh my God, your stepdad is in like guardians of the galaxy too. And they're like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> right. <laughs> we get- I think we he, he brought her out. We brought her kid out onto her 16 year old daughter out to a panel. I think at one point I was doing a show and she just happened to be sitting in the crowd and they asked her a question. They're like, what's it like? John Anderson she just got up on the mic and said well he just sleeps and farts a lot like, that's like, that's God bless you kids <laughs> that's exactly it that, so now I'm going to have to get a t-shirt he just sleeps in farts a lot <laughs> <laughs> people like the trick-talking me t-shirts but you know that's just going to be a wear, way better shirt I think he just sleeps in farts
2: Or give her a shirt that says my dad sleeps in farts a lot and all he gave me was this t-shirt <laughs>
3: Yeah right. Yeah. So tonight he didn't even give me the t-shirt. He made me buy it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Tonight we're doing our review of Avengers: Infinity War. So, uh, what did you think of that movie?
3: Uh, I think it far exceeded expectations. I mean, me being you know one-sided on that vote, but yeah, I was a big fan of the comic books. I just yeah, I was blown away by that movie. I was thoroughly impressed that Disney allowed them to do some of the things they did in that movie without dropping spoilers. I was just shocked. Right. You know, it was what I kids' movie, you know. But uh, definitely uh, respect to Disney and to everybody at Marvel Studios. That that movie's a masterpiece. Well, I know you're
2: at a convention, and you got a lot going on. I don't want to. I don't want to keep you too long. Can you let everybody know where they can find you?
3: Yeah. Uh, well, actually, this Saturday I'll be at Kingdom Comics for Free Comic Book Day here in Birmingham, Alabama. That's always okay. a lot of fun. Uh, the, I'm on Facebook is. Uh, I think John Anderson actor on facebook uh let me see you know it's funny i have to have this stuff written down i forget <laughs> uh yeah you're on imdb look me up on john jacob anderson twitter is john anderson ttm uh brother john seventeen oh one on instagram i'm everywhere yeah look like i said john anderson actor on facebook is probably the best way though if you send me a message i do reply to everybody so.
2: are you going to be at uh, magic city con this year
3: i am going to be at magic city con this year indeed okay i will i'm actually will uh, bringing a buddy of mine uh, one of the principal actors from guardians of the galaxy joe Fria, will also be there with me
2: oh cool okay
3: he played a uh, one of the ravagers
2: awesome all right hey i appreciate you being here and i will uh, i will see you next <laughs> month at uh, magic city con if if uh free comic book day was any other day than this saturday i would be out there but my uh, my son and my daughter in law are expecting a baby in a couple of weeks, so they're having. Oh
3: their- man, congratulations, man! Are you going to name him Peter Parker? <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> I'm not in charge of the naming. <laughs>
3: yeah right. right. Flip uh, him a Finsky and tell him to name it Rocket. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, so they're going to be having their shower this, this weekend, and I've got to be there.
3: You know, i got to find a girl that would allow me to like actually nerd out and name my kids. I had like the best baby name. I was going to name him Logan Parker and just see if I could get away with it. <laughs> I told
2: my wife last night that uh, we, were, we were watching TV, and my, my last name is Ray. So I told my wife, you know, if we were ever to have another child and it were a girl, I would name her Blue.
3: <laughs> nice. <laughs> blu-ray yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're, uh, i'm glad your wife has a sense of humor right well
4: <laughs> then the following act of violence rendered that a moot point
3: right <laughs> indeed indeed well if you guys aren't busy and uh anybody out there in uh birmingham area if you haven't been to free comic book day kingdom comics it's it's like a little miniature comic con there'll be like over 2,000 plus people out there mike grill is going to be there the uh, green arrow artist oh cool golden age artist uh couple of Ravagers were coming with me from Guardians of the Galaxy got a dude from the Goosebumps movie with Jack Black hanging out Rory Healy uh, good stuff Jeffrey Gwynn will be out there doing art It'll be a good time man awesome
2: I wish I could come all day Saturday
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean I wish you could be there it's crazy yeah. but I will
2: see you next month in, uh...
3: it's always cute when we can shut down traffic on Highway 31 for a comic book store <laughs> yeah on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon right <laughs> right right Okay. To heck with you, Marks Outdoors. You know nothing <laughs> of the nerds.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you guys have a good night, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Take care. Yeah. Take care. You guys be safe. See you, guys.
2: Bye-bye. Okay. So tonight we're going to talk about Avengers Infinity War. And we're going to talk about this movie as a bunch of people who have seen the movie. So this is not so much a review to recommend whether or not you should see it. This is more... Probably you should. Yeah, we should we should this, do like a minute. Should you see it or not? Just well, to get out. well, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go over kind of our overall feeling of the movie, but this is an analysis that's assuming that you have seen it. So there will be spoilers, lots and lots of spoilers, like all the spoilers. So. If, <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie and you plan to, and you care anything about spoilers, then you need to turn off the podcast now. I hate to tell people to turn it off, but I don't want to ruin the movie for you. Uh, and and just come back, come back for the next show. So. And now
4: a dramatic reading of the script. Yeah, I just realized.
2: And my wife is happy that we're doing this show, so I stopped trying to talk to her about the movies. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so first things first, uh, just so we know where everybody is. What did you guys think of the movie overall? What kind of a score out of five would you give it? And I'll I'll start with Rick. I cannot score it yet.
4: Um, I I it's it's a really good movie, but so much hangs on what they do next. As far as how I feel this movie is, as far as I I don't know if I'm making any
0: sense or not. I I think I I I reject that. That's, no, I mean, like you know how you feel about it now. I understand that you accept that, that okay. change, but how do you feel about it now? All
4: right, assuming that oh, Jesus, no, um, nothing, just going on what
2: you saw. All right, from what? For, okay,
4: from what I saw, uh, four and a half.
2: Let me ask you this, because this is something that I've, I've, I actually don't have an answer for it myself, but I've been thinking about it. <laughs> if this. If this was it, if that if this movie was the movie, and like it, Avengers four came out next year, and it was just another adventure with, you know, yada yada yada, picking up from here. But well, not, it, how would but you feel I, about this movie at that point?
4: Then I would give this movie a six. If they had the stones to do that, I would be so damned impressed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'm going. I mean, I, I don't think they'll do that, but it would. No that that would uh, that would be different <laughs> that would make this standalone because i mean we are talking about spoilers but you know if this was a movie about failure and just that was just it you know fail <laughs> yeah then uh that would be an interesting way to go something that we've never seen before so
0: john what, what do you rate it um out of five I almost feel like i have to grade it like two different ways
4: Oh Uh, sure! Oh sure! Now equivocate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But hey, look—you wanted to give it no grade. I'm giving it two. (laughs) I (laughs) would say I went above and beyond. Um, (laughs) just on its own. Yeah. Okay. Let me do it that way. I just on its own. I would give it four stars. I would give it four stars, which is about where I expect. Um, the better Marvel movies to be. I mean. Again, the meter for a Marvel film really doesn't dip below two and a half, three.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: Uh, so, yeah, and I don't know that any of them get a five out of five. Um, but most of them are right in the sweet spot, three and a half, up to four and a half. I would give this one a, a four. I've heard other reviews, and it's really like most people, I guess. Are, are aware that, okay, well, another one's coming out next year, blah, blah, blah. Um, I didn't know that. The, again, I basically, I checked out in like last September. So last I heard, there were, it was going to be a part one and a part two and now it's just one thing. Like, okay. I haven't watched any trailers since last year. I haven't been following who's going on with what, what's in production. I haven't looked at any behind the scenes stuff. I came in Uh, to view this realm as fresh and naive as as possible. (laughs) Um, So I did not know um, about part four. I mean, I assumed that there would be another one just because, like, I mean, it's the franchise and and they're all connected. Yeah. Um, But I did not expect... Yeah, like last I saw, it was Infinity War Part 1, and now it's just Infinity War. like, okay, well, I guess that's how the war is. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well,
4: my wife and I did the same thing. When it ended, I turned to her and went, was this Part (laughs) 1? Because I I thought I had heard that they were going to do two movies, and then they weren't.
2: Yeah, I... I... The the Russo brothers did, it was kind of misleading. They did come out and say that this is just going to be a standalone film, but then you watch the film, and obviously it can't be a standalone film. No.
0: Maybe that was called the next one, um, Thanos. The Hands of Fate. Oh. No.
2: <laughs> Alright, I actually put a lot of thought into my rating, because uh, the more time that passed after I saw the movie, I started to get a little bit more critical of different aspects of it. So, And I'm going to talk about some of that stuff tonight, but uh, I read that review. Did you guys read that review from The New Yorker, of that douchebag that was talking about how this was the he was at the funeral of cinema or something when he was watching this movie. You know, it's just he's just a- arrogant, you know, arrogant butthole that was uh, acting like he was so much better than everybody else. But you know, it's a New Yorker, so there you go. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking at the I'm looking at the movie now, and I'm saying forget all the stuff that I know about movies, all the meta knowledge that I have of behind the scenes kind of stuff, and. Forget the structure that I think a movie is supposed to have because those kinds of rules don't apply when you're talking about the MCU because this is not just a standalone film. This is part 19 of like a a series, you know. Uh, Forget the fact that there's not much character introduction and forget that the characters are not given anything in depth to do because that's one of the criticisms that I've heard. The thing is, this is a comic book movie. You know, the other movies are the standalone issues. And individual titles and Avengers movies are your giant size annuals. If you want to follow the all the the inner workings of what's going on in Spider Man's mind, then you read the ten issues of Spider Man that came before that. You don't you don't start with the annual, you know. So this is the action piece, you know. I, I knew that going in, and I'm not going to fault them for that. Now, uh, forget how I felt about the, the ending and how my own meta knowledge kind of affected my enjoyment of that it's not their fault that I'm a geek and a podcaster and I analyze the crap out of every word that they say <laughs> I, look, I look at this movie and I ask myself did you have a good time watching this You know, and the answer is yes I had a great time watching this this is the most fun that I've had in a movie in a long time it was two and a half hours and when it was over I wanted it to keep going you know, I enjoyed it more than Ready Player One. I enjoyed it more than The Last Jedi. You know, it, it, it may not stand on its own as a movie, quote unquote, but the MCU has recreated what that means. So, And they can't be faulted for not spending time on character intros and things. They've given us 18 movies before that. Exactly. Before this, to <laughs> handle all that stuff for them. So uh, they're not making this movie for newcomers. This movie was made for fans. And I think the movie was amazing, and I, I gave it four and a half stars. I would have been very
0: annoyed if they had shoehorned in, if they had felt the need to recap—no pun intended—who everybody was.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, I don't. I don't what,
0: and how did how did this person end up with this team? Like, no, we
2: no. That would have. I I can't say I would have walked out. <laughs> Put out of it. Well I didn't think that they would do that because they didn't when we got Spider-Man Homecoming they didn't give us Spider-Man's uh, origin all over again because we've already had that a couple of times you know and that's one one thing that Disney is doing well is the, the heroes that we've already seen their origin before or everybody already knows their origin they're not trying to give it to us all over again you know they're just giving us an adventure with that hero and you know I like that now that being said, there are some flaws, and I'll discuss some of that as we go forward. But I wanted to kind of take the movie a little at a time, starting at the beginning, uh, because at the beginning we get the most Thanos than we've ever seen before. Uh, up until now, we've only seen him in the, like the short stingers at the ends of some of the other movies. But this one picks up right where uh, Thor Ragnarok left off. So for the record, okay, we are we are talking
0: we're we're talking straight now, right? We don't have to mince our words.
2: No, so I gave the spoiler alert, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, we're talking, yeah, we're we're assuming that everyone either has seen the movie or don't care. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so so Ragnarok, uh, that movie was basically a comedy. You know, we talked about it before, and uh, picking up on the same ship where we left them, like, it, it seems like it's just a few minutes later. And Thanos has pretty much killed almost everybody, <laughs> you know, and then he has the power stone. And I'm I'm assuming not everyone is dead because I think if, if Valkyrie was dead, we would have seen her die or we would see her body or something like that.
0: Well, I presume that she's not, but there were a lot of bodies on the floor.
2: Yeah, I, but he made a comment later in the film that half of his people are dead. Yeah. I, and all of his people were together because uh, Asgard was gone by I, the end of... Ragnarok so everybody that was with him that was all his people so if half of his people are gone then that means that half the people that we saw on that ship at the end of Ragnarok are still alive I have a lot of questions about that
0: <laughs> I mean they're not uh, not in the sense that I have a lot of questions like you know I'm, I'm up late at night because it bothers me <laughs> but I have a lot of questions in that it's, it is unclear to me like um, okay He blew up the ship, so I'm assuming that if half of them survived, they left already on another ship?
2: Yeah, I was thinking there was maybe another ship, or something like that. Uh, Second point. Not that it necessarily would have worked, but I feel an
0: argument could have been made that you don't need to destroy half my crew because we lost our planet. That thing that you're trying to do wherein, you know, half your resources are being used up. You got too many people, you're, over- you're overpopulated. Um, I must maintain balance. Hella just did that to us. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're, we're pre-apocalypsed.
2: <laughs>
0: like, yeah. <laughs> can, we, can we not, like, clearly this is, like, you don't need to take half of us. We already lost, like, 80% of us.
4: Well... Yeah, but Thanos isn't exactly wrapped uh, too tightly in <laughs> this. Is, he, he's not. He's not uh, uh, negotiating and, and, and saying, "All right, well, let's
2: do some, Let's crunch the numbers here and see what we can work out." <laughs> well, he's not. He's not picking like his whole motivation uh, to kill half of the universe. He's not picking who dies. He even says it. He says it's completely random. You know, is it, it, regardless of uh, wealth, regardless of race, all that kind of stuff. When when this happens, it's going to be completely random. So it's not like he's going to pick. Yeah, you die. You die. You die. You die. It's just he snaps his fingers, half of them are gone, and it's not. He's he he's not picking yeah, who it is. Yeah. You know. So.
0: But at that point, he is picking,
2: kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, up until then, because he's been he's been doing it all by hand. He's been going planet to planet doing it you know, the old fashioned way, <laughs> you know, he has been having to pick. So, okay. So we were told that there were going to be deaths in this film and we get two of them in this scene.
4: Now, let me but, ask, before we go any further, have you guys seen this more than once? I've only seen it once. I've seen it twice. Okay. I was hoping to try to get to see it again today, but it just didn't work out. So, all right. Just, just want to make, cause like if, there was so much that happened in that movie. <laughs> a lot of it's oh, yeah, just yeah, a blur
2: yeah. to me right now. I think I would have to watch it four or five times. To... <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the first before, uh, so, so Hulk takes on Thanos and he gets it handed to him on a platter. <laughs> I mean, the Thanos doesn't even really break a sweat, just beats the mess out of him. And Hulk, so much so that Hulk is scared to come out for the rest of the movie. <laughs> you know, we just yeah. get, we just get Bruce trying, trying to get him to come out. And he just comes out and says, no, <laughs> it goes back, you know? Um, so him him is it himdal or himdahl? Him Heimdall. Heimdall. okay. Heimdall. So he gets killed. And uh and Thor swears that Thanos will die for it. Uh he uses the last of his magic to send Hulk back to Earth. I'm not sure why he decided Hulk was the one that needed to go back to Earth, why he didn't send Thor. But um but then uh after that. was point, Thor already uh, I think Thor was already uh
0: I think basically, I think Hulk was kind of just in the. He, it, he was in the line was, of fire. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't really aim
2: very much, and Hulk was there. Well, I assume he was picking the one that he thought had the best chance. So, and he sent Hulk. And I thought that he probably should have sent Thor or both. Except- I don't know.
4: Thor has to witness what's about to happen.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's a story because plot.
4: Yeah. But
2: um. But yeah. Then, I, uh, now that you
4: mention it, I remember being a little puzzled that only Hulk went. But then again, he did just watch Hulk uh nearly put Thanos down.
2: Um, for a second. For a second. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't think it was that. Uh, I don't think he picked the best person. I think he could barely move. You know he like he could barely move, and I think he yeah. picked the person that he could aim at with his limited mobility.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, then Loki acts like he's gonna, um, like he's gonna reason with him or whatever, and he's got a knife behind his back, and he tries to. Which I don't know what Loki thought he was going to do with that knife after he just saw what he did to the Hulk it's not when fine. the Hulk took Loki out in the, in the first Avengers with one punch. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But, and you know grab him by the foot and go back and forth with him and, st- and all that kind of stuff but um well,
4: maybe it was so a magic he, wave too he, he,
2: yeah he tries he tries to kill Thanos and Thanos Thanos kills Loki and he even says no resurrections you know basically saying that th- this is for real these deaths are gonna matter and uh Thanos gets the space stone space stone excuse me from the tesseract so now he's got uh, two stones in his in his gauntlet but but yeah, I kind of expected going in that Loki might be one of the ones to go because he's not an Avenger, you know. He's he's been a villain uh, most of the time. He you know, <laughs> him and his brother kind of have this this weird relationship where sometimes he's a villain and sometimes he's not, you know. But uh, but yeah, I had a feeling that Loki might be one of them. Man, they dispatched him pretty quickly and made it obvious. I mean, if you you saw his face, he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So. I wanted to name off, there are six stones, and I wanted to name them off here. Um, Just, you know, so we've got this list out there. you got the Space Stone, which is in the Tesseract. And we've been seeing that one since the first Captain America movie. uh, Because Red Skull was using it to power weapons and stuff. Then you got the Power Stone, which is the purple one that we saw in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Thanos went to Xandar after that movie and he got it. You got the Mind Stone, which is the yellow one that brought Ultron to life, and Vision has it in his forehead. You got the Reality Stone, which is the one from Thor: The Dark World. Uh, the Time Stone is the green one that Doctor Strange wears around his neck, and the Soul Stone is the orange one. And this movie is the first time that we see it. So, Thor doesn't react to Loki's death the way that he does to Heimdall. <laughs> did you realize? Did you notice that? Yeah. I mean, when when Heimdall dies, he's like, "No, and well, you'll it. die for that." And then, and then when uh, Loki dies, he's like, "Huh? <laughs> well, how many times has Loki been killed?"
4: <laughs> Thor's true. probably thinking, uh, "He's there, you know. I'll see him in Act 3. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of the audience were probably thinking that too. But uh, we get a tease of the son of Tony Stark. Pepper says, "No way, she's not pregnant." <laughs> but uh, I don't, I don't know that they would have even brought that up if it wasn't like something that they were toying with for a future film or something like that. But, but at that point, the ships that are bringing Thanos's uh, children they start arriving in New York about the same time that uh, Hulk uh, Bruce finds Doctor Strange and Strange brings in Tony. Now this this whole scene I thought was great. I love seeing Doctor Strange and Tony play off of each other and stuff. Uh, I thought that there should have been a joke about them both being Sherlock at some point, <laughs> 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 but we didn't get it. But uh, and so, but what do you guys think when, when you're you're finally seeing some of these characters on screen together with that we've not seen interact with each other in the past? What are you guys thinking about this?
4: Uh, I I actually didn't. You know I'm coming at these movies not as a comic book fan because I'm not. Uh, I've never read comics aside from the occasional uh, Superman uh, comic here and there. So going into this film was kind of, I knew I was going to see it. There was no chance I wasn't going to see it, but I really wasn't all that excited for it. In fact, when my wife and I went to see Ready Player One a couple weeks ago, we are standing in line to get some some nachos because that's my downfall. Theater nachos <laughs> are the worst food on the planet, and I could eat them all day. <laughs> um, and I looked over at the Avengers uh, cardboard standy thing in the in the lobby, and I was like, you know, I'm just really not – I don't not want to see it, but I'm not as excited for it as everybody in the world seems to be. Um, so I really took the movie at face value. I wasn't. It wasn't like, oh, look, they're together, they're talking, it's fine, look at that. No, because I don't have. I, there's, there's like none of that in me. So I was just enjoying Tony Stark and and uh, and Doctor Strange kind of, you know, banging egos together, uh, just like, uh, well, Thor and Star Lord. Although Thor really didn't care. <laughs> Star Lord kept
2: like. They were kind of giving <laughs> off a. They were kind of giving off a, a vibe of like Fraser and Niles. <laughs> You know, you've got you've got two uh, genius guys that are going at each other and insulting each other and stuff like that. That's kind of the vibe that I got off of them from
4: from Stark and Strange.
2: Yeah. 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 You know, they they
4: were definitely uh, comparing belt length, shall we say, (laughs)
1: Uh,
4: whereas when when Thor and I know I'm I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but just comparing the two. Uh, you know, when Thor is on on the ship with the the Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor is keeping his pants well zipped, and Star Lord just keeps like hitting him on the back of the head with it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. When he starts when he starts like uh, mocking his voice and everything, that was <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> so Bruce is all right. So so Strange realizes how big of a deal this is, and who who Thanos is, and all this kind of stuff. Stark's not really wanting to believe that it's as big a deal as they claim it is, because he's kind of the kind of guy that, well, if I don't say it's a big deal, then it's not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but but Bruce is also, I mean, he's telling because he's seen it firsthand. And he's like, you've got to listen to me. You've got to call everybody in. You got to call Cap. He's like, I can't call Cap. We're we're not talking. <laughs> you know. Well, talk. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you call Captain America's phone number, nothing happens. I tried, because <laughs> <laughs> he pulls it up twice on his phone, and there was an actual phone number there. So yeah. the second time it came up, real quick, I went to my phone and saved it in, so that I could try it after the movie. And after the movie, I dialed it, and it just, you just get a busy signal. <laughs> I'm
4: really surprised Marvel didn't put put a uh, like a recording or something there.
2: Yeah, that is, some, that's have, what I was expecting something. Yeah, yeah, no. that's true. I may, maybe I just didn't get through or something.
4: Now, did you ever but. just just did you ever call eight six seven five three zero nine?
2: No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know they did that when uh, when Bruce Almighty came out a few uh, a few years ago, several years ago. Um, there's a scene where Jim Carrey calls God on a, on or God is calling Jim Carrey, and he keeps looking at his phone and there's an actual phone number on there. Well, it's got an area code on there, but when you call that number. Actually, no, it didn't have an area code. That's the, that's the thing. It just had the seven digits. So people were calling it with their own area codes. So there were people all over the country that were getting phone calls. And people <laughs> were saying, hey, is God there? You know, that kind of thing. And then when the film came out on uh, DVD, they changed all the phone numbers to 555 numbers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so Spider-Man joins in. I, I like the scene on the bus where uh, he taps um, Nate on the shoulder and says, "You got to create a distraction," and the <laughs> distraction is, "Look at that giant spaceship right there." <laughs> yeah. You know, that was that was pretty cool. But, I, I um, really enjoyed Spider Man in this movie. Um, yeah, yeah, he did great. I, I, he did great.
4: I don't, I can't remember the kid's name that's playing him, but he's he's a, he does such a fantastic job with it. Yeah, Tom
2: Holland. John. Yep. You got anything you want to throw in? Um. I wasn't
0: the the whole uh, I think part of me was kind of the comic book nerds like oh it's it's it's, uh, it's Iron Man and it's Doctor Strange and it's these two actors um, but more of it I was kind of I was kind of watching it like Rick I, tried, I I was just trying to be along for the ride as far as like the characters protecting your reality douchebag is one of my favorite lines <laughs> the movie. What do you do again? Protect your reality, douchebag. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, maybe we'll get into this later, but I gotta. Hulk's performance, or, or I guess Mark Ruffalo's performance, didn't really do it for me. I, I felt like he didn't really do a lot of different things. He 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 was kind of on one note the whole movie. And in a movie where there's so many actors and they're doing so much, even even the actors who don't have a lot of screen time, um, are showing a lot of range, and I know that Mark Ruffalo can do that. So I was a little disappointed in his performance, and maybe that's just you know how it had to be. But I, I
1: yeah,
0: I felt like I felt like especially, I mean, think back to the first Avengers movie when he's you know in a can't even remember what country he was in, but when like when, but when uh, Black Widow like first pulls him in, yeah, you know, I mean there's there was a lot going on. And this, and I feel like he was just kind of in—he the he was still in Thor Ragnarok mode, and I needed that to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to, to. I mean, it's fine if that's there, but I felt like that's all that was there, so that was a little disappointing for me.
2: I don't know why the choice was made for Hulk to not really be in this movie other than the first scene because he was in the trailer if you watch the ori- the first trailer that came out the scene yeah yeah I know the, the the first trailer that came out that scene in Wakanda at the end of the movie which I'm jumping ahead but that scene in Wakanda where he's in that Hulkbuster outfit Tony's uh, Iron Man suit in the trailer Hulk burst out of that thing and then it didn't happen in the movie so I don't know if if it's going to happen in the next movie and they're just, you know, they were just mixing their footage around so that we wouldn't know what was coming, but I wouldn't imagine that they would have another battle in Wakanda no I, in the second I, I, movie. Here's here's what I
0: think. I think that m- these movies they really are like comic books. And sometimes there's shit on the cover that doesn't happen inside. <laughs> 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 because yeah. And so the equivalent would be um you know, or they, or you know, they changed their mind, and the trailer's already out. And, and
2: well, they made a toy. They made it. They made a uh, a Funko Pop figure of Hulk bursting out of the Hulk. Burst, and, bust, and the Hulkbuster outfit. And then they changed their mind.
0: Do I, yeah. do I have to give you my whole, canonist
2: bullshit speech again?
0: That,
2: <laughs> well, will. that toy, that toy may be worth some money one day. I need to pick that up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
4: if Put you also up.
2: look at the picture, Bucky's got the wrong
4: arm on too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, um I you know, I wasn't right really big in the comics when I was a kid and and the ones that I did read were usually Batman and and Superman, stuff like that. But I'm a fan of this universe, you know, because I've been watching these movies since 2008 when the first Iron Man movie came out. So it's just the whole I you, I guess you can call it a gimmick, but the, just a gimmick of you've got all these movies and now we're gonna bring characters from all these different movies in and they're all gonna be in the same movie. You know, I I thought that I thought it was cool in Avengers and then, you know, Age of Ultron came out, it was kind of more the same of Avengers, but you know, they've been doing it more and more. Uh we're gonna throw Iron Man in a Spider Man movie and, and stuff like that. This one was, you know, the coup de gras, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, when I saw uh, uh, Strange and Stark together, I thought that Cumberbatch and and uh, Downey were, were doing a great job going off of each other like that. Uh, and then when we got the fight in the next scene, I thought that really uh, set a bar. You know, this movie's going to be action scene after action scene after action scene. And It really was. You know, it was nonstop all the way to the end. I had to I had to uh, guess when it was okay for me to go refill my drink (laughs) that kind of thing because even the even the scenes between the action scenes there's stuff in there that you don't really want to miss you know so so they kind of stow away on the ship because they get into you know the 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 children of thanos is what i keep calling them i know those two characters had names
4: squidward and
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh they can't get the necklace off of Doctor Strange because he's got a spell on it. So they just basically take him, and uh, Tony stows away, and Spider Man stows away too. But he Stark thinks that he sends him back to Earth, but he doesn't. He's still there. So they're going into space. You know, this is going to become a, an intergalactic movie at this point. Um, one thing that I did note was that in Homecoming. Spider-Man spends a big chunk of the movie trying to figure out his his new suit because of all the tech. Tony puts the Iron Spider costume on him and he figures it out pretty quick. <laughs> well, he, <laughs> you know, he doesn't really. He says... He has some issues with it, but it's not like... Well, no. It's not like in Homecoming where there's uh, whole scenes of... Go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: No, that's true, but... Um, and I think, I mean, I guess we can presume that Tony kind of took all that into account because um, Peter says um, you know I kind of didn't mean I I mean this suit's just too intuitive so it's kind of your fault yeah so a lot of stuff he doesn't have to figure out because you know at this point Tony's been analyzing his movements or reactions or whatever for a year or two however long it's been since Civil War and he designed a suit for him, so it, it 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 does what he would naturally do because it was made specifically for the stuff that he does. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, yeah. And and also uh, one thing, and this is kind of gotten at me since uh, since Civil War, but he made uh, he makes a comment in this in this movie. Hey. We can take care of this by doing this scene from this old movie called Aliens. You know, he made that joke in Civil War. Uh, You know, there's this really old movie called Empire Strikes Back, but then when we see Homecoming. He's a big Star Wars fan. They're putting together this Lego star, uh, Death Star and everything.
1: So, so
2: <laughs> he says he says things like it's this old movie that he's barely heard of, but you know he's the nerd that's into all this stuff too. So that's that's something that stood out to me when he when he said this old movie called Aliens. Ah, you know you're a fan of that. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I think that's gonna be my role tonight. I'll be like whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> Actually. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, he never said, like, I don't know what it is. But it, for him, it is this really old movie. It's just this really old movie that he loves. So imagine yeah. imagine that, you know, you're talking to someone else about whatever, like Flash Gordon. You ever seen this really old movie, Flash Gordon? Which they may not have seen, but that doesn't mean you don't know it inside and out.
2: Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about... Vision and, uh, Wanda a little bit, because obviously there's gonna be a big portion of this that involves Vision because he has an Infinity Infinity Stone in his forehead that, uh, is pretty much keeping him alive. Uh, I went in thinking, hey, Vision's gonna be one of the people that gets killed in this. There's no way he gets out of this alive. Right? So, uh, we get, we get the scene uh, where, where are they? In Russia? Or, are they in Russia? No, it's in Wakanda. They're in. Oh, they're oh, when when they're like, in their or, hotel room. Yeah. 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 Scotland. Oh yeah, that's right, Scotland. Um, so they get attacked, and and then they get saved by Captain America and Falcon and Black Widow. They show up and save them. And 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 by the way, it was great to see those three. But other than this scene, they didn't really do much until the <laughs> until yeah. the climax of the movie. But um. But can yeah, I just you, say I I love Black Widow as a blonde. <laughs> I, kinda, I thought you look better with red hair myself. <laughs> it's just because I watched uh, a little bit of the first Avengers uh, the other day, it came on, and I was like, "Yeah, I like her better with red hair." <laughs> um. So, the either one of you guys did you did you feel the way I do, or are or, or, or about what opposed about to what? that? <laughs> where you, you think that vi- there's no way Vision gets out of this alive? Oh yeah, no, he he was top of the list. Uh, Loki
4: and Vision were the two people I was absolutely sure would not survive this movie.
2: Um, uh i
0: made no predictions <laughs> <laughs> was shocking i know but no i, I I'm all right I'm, I'm here take take me where take you where you want um the one that shocked me
4: is not who died but the fact that cap didn't
2: yeah but i think it's coming probably- i'm not you know what i'm not sure if he's gonna die um which i mean this is getting ahead of the game a little bit but I'm kind of I'm kind of theorizing that he's going to retire, at, you know, soon. But I'm not sure if he's going to die. I do think that Tony is going to die in the next movie, and I'll I'll talk a little bit more about why I think that later. But I think that I think that Iron Man's last movie will be coming up next year. Um, I, I disagree.
4: Uh, for the same reason why I said what I did about how the next movie is going to. To greatly color my opinion of this one because yeah. uh, I don't. Okay, I do, I don't know what the what sort of schedule these things were made on, or whether they just had no idea that Black Panther would be the runaway hit it was.
2: But I don't think they did. I really don't. Uh,
4: you know, they have got to bring T'Challa back somehow
2: <laughs> because <laughs> yeah.
4: he just made a billion dollars for them. Well, and, yeah. uh, so, but also Robert Downey Jr. is their other cash cow. And he has well, said he's yeah. willing to do this part, you know, forever. Cause he doesn't, it's no longer a physical part for him because every time he gets into the suit or it's CG, right? Uh, and he's tried to quit a few times and because, you know, initially the, the the costume was really uncomfortable and he just didn't want to deal with it anymore. And they're like, all right, you won't have to put it on again. And then he's like, all right, fine. Uh, I'm Tony Stark. <laughs> and, you know, we saw it with Spider-Man Homecoming. The studios and the execs are convinced. And I don't think that it's too far, you know, for once I kind of might be agree with them, that Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. Are, is kind of the, the – the glue that's holding all of this stuff together. Excuse me, at least from a public standpoint, public viewpoint. So I really think that it would be a marketing disaster for them to kill Tony Stark. I don't,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think that, I mean, this is my theory. Okay. As far as the story goes, that my theory is that everyone that died after thanos snapped his fingers is going to come back
4: yeah i agree um i
2: feel the same because i mean and and i'll 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 explain why i think that in a little while but as far as tony goes if looking at it from a money standpoint this these two movies this movie and the next one if you put them together they cost a billion dollars to make each one of these movies had a budget of like five hundred thousand dollars each. Um excuse 500 me. Five hundred million. Yeah. Five hundred million each. Um Tony not Tony, but Robert Downey Jr. in his contract, he gets twenty percent of that money. So he got two hundred million dollars he got he got the budget of a movie <laughs> as his pay. And yeah, they make they make a lot of money off these movies, but I don't know how long they can sustain that. You know, to, to keep paying him the budget of a film every single time that they that they uh, that they want to have him in a few scenes. I think that in Homecoming, um, they skipped the whole storyline of Uncle Ben and his death being a motivation for Spider Man. And I personally think that they may have skipped that that part because they're going to kill Tony in the next movie, and they're going to use that in spider-man homecoming two as a motivation and they don't want to cover the same ground twice if that makes any sense uh it's just a you know that's just a theory that i have but we'll see i mean nobody knows (laughs) (laughs) but uh john were you gonna say something
0: yeah i don't know what it was (laughs)
2: <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> I think it. I think it started
2: with Rick is full of shit, and here's why. <laughs> well, oh, oh. I was gonna say, as Luke Skywalker once said, everything about that statement is wrong. <laughs> it, was,
0: it was something before we started talking about uh, Robert Downey Jr., but I I don't remember what that was. But I'll, I'll I do remember the you, you're like basically the Marvel Universal fall apart if Iron Man's not there, and I don't think so I mean, at this point, it's, you know, he might have, you know, he might have pushed the car to get it started. But at this point, it's, it's you know, chugging along just fine. And he has been all over for a while. Um, I'm not looking for him to go. I'm not, you know, anti-Stark or anti-Iron Man. Oh,
2: no, 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 no.
0: But yeah. if, I mean, especially if he goes out... You know, during this epic galactic battle, I when he got stabbed on the, on um, Titan, I, I thought that was it. I thought that was
2: yeah. It. I did too. I was like, what? No. <laughs> um,
0: so I I think there's enough MCU that if you pull the 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 Tony Stark Jenga piece, it'll still stand on its own. Um, and as far as T'Challa, I don't want him to go either. But, you know, Black Panther, Black Panther is a mantle, not just a person. And mm-hmm. you don't know yeah. that his, his sister didn't survive. His sister, I know in the comics, his sister actually does become Black Panther for a while.
1: Mm.
0: Um, so if she's alive, I expect her to be Black Panther. Um, next time we see
2: her. Yeah, at least uh, at least temporarily, <laughs>
3: if she's alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if <laughs> we'll return after these messages.
4: Hey, you listener, do I have everybody's attention now? You like professional wrestling? What? If so, you'll love Review Mania. Where Rob and Zack break down
0: every Wrestlemania You'll hear about great epic matches by the likes of Hulk Hogan
1: And what's it gonna do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world run wild on you? Macho man Randy Savage Oh yeah! Rick Flair Just stealing! Woo! Wheel of dealing! Limousine riding! Jet flying! Son of a gun! Bret Hart The best there is! The best there was! And the best there ever will be! Shawn Michaels Red Heart, you are a zero, my hero. John Cena. The champ is here! Brock Lesnar. Suplex
4: City, bitch. And so many more that I don't have time to even name. Check out
2: review mania right here on CosmicPotato.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker.
1: It's a happening Right here on CosmicPotato.com Hey
3: everybody, I'm Troy. And I'm AJ. And we are the hosts of the World War G podcast, along with Colton, but he's not here right now. Yeah, so pay no attention. Uh, And we're a podcast about everything geek. We talk about uh, movies, television, video games, comic books. Uh, We got movie commentaries, the occasional taste tests like these lovely pina colada Oreos. Just don't try the Coke ones. No. Dang. What do we say after that? (laughs) Dang it. Um. So, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, cosmic, I'm, I'm a, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can find us right here at CosmicPotato.com or at WorldWarG.Podbean.com.
0: Or wherever else you get your
3: podcasting fix. And as always, stay geeky, my friends.
2: Okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, Thor meets the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I thought that scene... This is one of the scenes that was really advertised in the trailers and stuff. Even though the first trailer that they came out with, Thor had both eyes. Because Ragnarok hadn't come out yet. And they didn't want to spoil that he was missing an (laughs) eye. But uh, I really liked this part of the movie. And I think that it was a very wise choice for them to keep the Guardians away from Earth. If that makes sense. Because they're the Guardians of the Galaxy. They, you know, It's an intergalactic story. My wife made a comment a while back. That she has trouble coalescing in her mind. The fact that the Guardians uh, take place in the same universe. As the rest of these movies that take place on Earth. And I don't think she's the only one. I think a lot of people are like that. And I think, like I said, I think that because of that. It was a good choice for them to not have the Guardians of the Galaxy go all the way to Earth and be part of that. Other than, you know, Rocket was there at, in Wakanda at the end and, and Groot. But um, but other than that, you know, the, the, the interaction with the characters and everything, it felt a lot like I'm watching another Guardians of the Galaxy movie. But hey, now Thor's here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. My only problem with that whole segment is that
4: uh, Star-Lord really got on my nerves after a while with his jealousy of Thor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
4: it was funny for a while, but then it, it sort of became caricature ish.
0: You know what he did that really um, I found was just really irritating? Was that time he destroyed the universe? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Are you talking about when he started wailing on Thanos? Yes. Okay. All right. I have. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I thought the same yeah. thing when I saw the movie because, um, but it's not out of character. We just have yeah. He start he starts beating on Thanos while Tony and Spider Man are trying to get the glove off of him, and they they basically get the glove off, man. and the glove is at the end of his fingers, and uh, and then he wakes up because, um, Mantis, Nebula, Nebula tells uh, 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 Star Lord, Hey Thanos killed, uh, Gamora, which we, we'll talk about that in a second, but. Number one, Nebula could have held that information for another two minutes. <laughs> you know? uh, number two, Tony did the same thing in civil war when he found out Bucky killed his parents. Yes. It's it's a it's a human thing. I mean, what what human being would not just start beating on somebody if they found out that they had just killed somebody that they loved? He didn't have it in his head that he was that he was uh, going to destroy the universe, but that the fact that he has human emotions, that's one thing I like about these movies is that they're superheroes, but they're also people and they show that in these movies you know they they're people that have flaws you know they haven't really dug into Tony's um alcohol alcoholism and drug abuse and stuff like they did in the comics, but you know in the comics that's there you know he has vices and all that kind of stuff. so that's one thing that I do like and I like that about this movie. That he had a human reaction. Yeah, it caused some problems, <laughs> <laughs> well, but it was but it was a very human reaction, and it's not one that I can say that I wouldn't have had.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that it wasn't obviously that it didn't move the plot along, and that it then that it was inconsistent because maybe anybody else it would have been more out of character. There's like I could think of maybe two or three characters where I could see them doing that. Um, because they're that, you know, whatever. And, but he, and he's one of them. I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, it made, it made sense. And you also got to kind of cut him the, um, you know, the whole short cat slack because Dr. Strange foresaw all possibilities. So he knew that was probably going to happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah, everything. Once once he said that, I've I've looked at fourteen million six hundred five outcomes, and we only win in one of them. Well, after he said that, at that point, I said, well, everything that happens after this <laughs> is a means to an end. Yeah, I didn't but, think uh, that, actually.
0: I mean, I'm saying that now, but at the time, I thought, okay, well, they win because... And their plan very nearly worked. Their plan would have worked if Peter had done that. And I'm like, okay, well, there was your one shot, and now we're all screwed. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't until later i was like okay well this is this is part of it this is, this is, it all has to play out this way
4: yeah because i was expecting you know when when uh when strange gave up the time stone i was expecting he did you know because th- when i didn't when i was still laboring under the belief that this was just going to be one movie um i was expecting something like maybe they he ended up trapping thanos in a in a pocket universe and he thinks he's one but it's actually all a construct or something like that but obviously that's that's not the case
2: which would have been a very Doctor Strange thing to do but I don't know if he's powerful enough to do that to Thanos when he's got the amount of the, the stones that he has Yeah, because Thanos at that point he had the reality stone he could do that to Doctor Strange <laughs> you know yeah, so. uh, I, go ahead <laughs> No, I was just, I was gonna start talking about uh, Thanos and Gamora. You go ahead, I love man. that sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so he 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 takes her and uh, he uses that reality stone. I like the part where he makes uses the reality stone and makes Drax and Manis just kind of fall apart. Because I thought, oh crap, he just killed Drax and Manis, but <laughs> he was just bending reality so that he made them uh, think that they fell apart or whatever. Um, he ultimately he gets her to tell him that the Soul Stone is on Vormir because he's torturing Nebula. Parentheses, am I the only one that didn't know that Nebula was an android? I thought she was a person. She well, is she's, a, she's a cyborg. Okay, because Ar- she was full of robot parts yeah. when he had her pulled apart and stuff.
4: Yeah, but she's she's got some meat in there too.
2: Yeah, okay. she, is, she right. is mostly
0: robot. Or, she, or she's mostly cybernetic. I say. She, she explains it to, well,
4: not in, really explains, but she like screams at Gamora in, uh, in in Guardians Volume 2, where she's like every time I screwed up Thanos would replace another part of me with a mechanical piece or something like that.
0: She goes mm-hmm. in Part 1, too.
2: It's it's a thing. Okay. Yes. So ask your question. Yes. It's just <laughs> something that just kind of washed over me and I didn't notice or whatever. <laughs> okay, so Thanos, uh, uh, he takes and they go to uh, Vormir. And surprise, surprise, Red Skull is there. (laughs) Uh, It's not Hugo Weaving, though. Hugo Weaving said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that movie. I I don't care how much they want to pay me. I don't want to do it. Let me have my contract. Uh, So he wouldn't come back. So Red Skull is played by Ross Marquand at this point, and he is the guy that played Aaron on The Walking Dead. How
0: about that? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he played Aaron on The Walking Dead, so we got two uh, Walking Dead uh, that, car- people here. did so that make sense? Because
0: he's really, really good at impressions. That actor is.
2: Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. Which he's kind of he kind of says that he's, uh, he's like a prisoner. He has to guard the stone because he can never possess the stone, uh, but he's there to just kind of show people where it is or whatever. But he tells uh, Thanos that. The only way to get the stone is to sacrifice somebody. You you have to give a soul to get the soul stone, a soul for a soul, which kind of counteracts what uh, Captain America says later on that we don't we don't trade lives, you know, but Thanos does. <laughs> you know, I'm going to trade you my adopted daughter for this stone, and you get that that tear coming out of uh, Thanos's eye at that point. But uh, so he kills Gamora, he throws her off, and 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 doesn't really hesitate doing it. He's just Okay, <laughs> throws her off. He gets the the uh, he gets the soul stone. So, um, so yeah, Gamora's gone. What do you guys think about that? She ain't coming back. I don't think so. And I think that James Gunn was pissed. <laughs> He's like, she's part of my movies. Don't kill my character. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this because there's because there's little baby Gamora at the end. So. Depending on how entwined she is with Soulstone, she might come back.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Kevin Feig has has gone on record as saying that some of the deaths in this movie are permanent. Uh, Because a lot of people, he said this before the movie came out. He was one of the producers. Um, You know, a lot of people are like, ah, it's, you know, it's a comic book movie. You kill everybody and then they're all back in the next film. And he's like, no now some of these folks are not coming back and uh you know i personally think every like you said sean everyone that died before thanos completed the infinity gauntlet uh i think they're really dead so loki and gamora and uh heimdall and um
2: vision although we haven't gotten there yet sorry uh Although well, it, now I think the they, Vision's the only one that I'm not sure about. Well, I'll, I'll talk I don't. About that I maybe. don't Go think.
4: Ahead. I don't think they'll bring him back as Vision, but I think that that they'll be able to download his his consciousness or memories or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I I I'm expecting. I don't, well, all right, we'll we'll wait. I imagine we'll talk about what we expect.
2: Well, like, I just think I think that Gamora's death is probably the most important death in the movie. There's it, so much of the movie hinges on that point yeah. that uh, that I don't think that they would want to undo it. But you know, I don't I don't know. I mean, it, it is a comic book movie, but I really think that, that that one will stick. If none of the other ones did, I think that that one will. And, uh, and it's too bad because uh, I liked her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love Zoe Saldana.
4: I, you know, I like yeah, yeah, I her do just about everything. And uh, uh, I really enjoyed her, her performance as Gamora. Um, although she's way, way, way too good for Star-Lord. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk just a minute about Thanos' motivations. Because he's not... You have to hear me out. I'm not an advocate of population control. Okay? <laughs> he's not entirely wrong. I mean, overpopulation does kill things. You know, It kills off... Uh, species and, and and things like and there's a lot of scientists that think that humanity is eventually going to go away because of overpopulation. So until now he's been doing it one planet at a time, and he even tells Gamora, "Do you know what your planet is like now? It's thriving. There's children with full bellies." You know, uh, this movie is really strange in that if there were a few scenes that were different, this movie could almost be called Thanos because he's almost the protagonist. He's you know, he's it's totally his movie. Yeah, he he's just he's a protagonist that we don't like that we don't agree with, you know. um, He he doesn't really take joy in any of the people that he kills. He's just he acts like it's a means to an end, and he goes through stages of this in this movie that I think of a hero taking. You know, he has a mission. He suffers a loss. He battles adversaries that try to keep him from his task, and he is victorious. And I. I said the words on the way home from the theater to my wife I said Thanos is the hero of his own story to which my wife replied Hitler was the hero of his own story too <laughs> you know and I said that is true
4: well <laughs> but, I, yeah that that's a, a well-written villain and you know I've heard numerous actors say you know when they're when they're playing the bad guy you've got to play it as if he thinks he's the good guy
2: mhm right yeah yeah uh,
4: and this I I will say this is one of the more successful uh uses of that uh, you know because I I never for a moment thought that Thanos was wavering in his devotion to this what he thinks is the only way to save the galaxy or the universe um you know twisted though it is
2: yeah yeah because he, he is a villain but do you have to be evil to be a villain? Because what he wants is what he thinks is best for the universe. And he doesn't, he doesn't want to pick and choose who dies. You know, it's all random. He just, in his mind, it has to happen. It's the only way for the universe to, to go on, to, to survive. Now, James Brolin's performance as Thanos, I was really kind of iffy on a main character that was completely CGI like this. Because a lot of times CGI doesn't always work when it's focused on so much, you know when when, when the character is, is is in the forefront so much you know you you think uh you think jar jar <laughs> mm-hmm. you know or something like that, and or even like we talked about last year or a couple of years ago with with uh, Rogue One when you had Tarkin in there the way his mouth was moving and stuff like that, I've never seen motion capture as good as this before. Like when hit, when that tear came out of his eye when when he right before he killed Gamora, I was like I can feel James Brolin's performance coming out of that character. Yeah, it was it was the CG was
4: uneven. There were times when it was really good, and there were times when it was passable. Yeah. I just I, I couldn't help wondering why they did it. There was nothing about Thanos other than his size that required him to be a CG character. And it kept, it kept, it it pulled me out of the movie more than once.
2: I think that if they had tried to make this movie six years ago, when the the first time that we saw Thanos in one of those stingers, I want to say it was at the end of Avengers. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure about that though. Uh, If they tried to make this movie then, it wouldn't have worked at all. Because if we had had to see that version of Thanos for two and a half hours, Mm. it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked, you know? But they've gotten to a point where technolo- technologically they can they can do a lot more, yeah. and you know they kind of double every year. You know it, get, it goes twice as far every year. So the amount of detail
0: was ridiculous that they put in. Like you can see the hairs on his arm, you can see the little pits from where he shaved his head. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it, it's insane, and stuff that really they could have slid. Like they didn't have to do those things. If, if he's just from a race that doesn't have arm hair, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like all, all those little touches. And, and I, and I, even that said, I agree with you, Rick. Um, most of the, I would say most of the time, the, the mocap is phenomenal, but sometimes the physics are just a little bit off. Like when he's showing her how to balance the knife. Yeah. On her, it just, it, it doesn't.
2: That did look a little cartoony
0: to me. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, the physics don't, Quite work, and um, it's unfortunate because, like you said, I mean, a practical effect might have solved that problem. Um, but it, the amount of times that it does work um, far outweighed for me the times that it doesn't. So I was I was largely okay with it, and especially given I mean, you know, <laughs> given the overall context of the other stuff that you see happening in the film. Mm-hmm. His mouth looking a little bit off isn't as weird as, you know, him pulling down a moon.
1: So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: that was that that scene that was awesome. I mean <laughs> you you got a character that's so strong that he can pull the moon out of the sky and throw it at you. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That was that was a cool uh a cool touch. Yeah. But um But also when uh, when Star Lord called him Grimace, (laughs) that made me laugh out loud because I mean you you get these these little touches that remind you that like Peter like stuff like Peter Quill hasn't been on Earth since the 80s, so all of his jokes are 80s jokes, you know. (laughs) So the the fact that he says that he calls him Grimace, and I know that every kid in the theater is like I I don't get it I don't know what Grimace is, but I do I know who Grimace was. I didn't think about that, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, okay, so Thanos all but kills Tony. Technical question. Um, okay. That
0: I could wait until the end, but I'm not gonna, because we already <laughs> no. we already mentioned it. So when he does the snap and um, you know half of life, half of all, is that just people? Is that all life? Is that dogs and cats? That wasn't even the question that I started with, but as I'm saying it. <laughs>
2: The I'm assuming it's all alive because I mean, he's not, they're not even saying I've heard, I listened to a couple of podcasts talk about the show and they keep, they keep talking about the population of earth. Like that's all that's at stake. But it's the population of everywhere. It's the entire universe. Right. But is it just So half of it's gonna disappear. So I'm assuming that he's talking about animals and everything, yeah. You no, know, that sucks for the last two of something and they take away the male. But all right. Anyway. <laughs> well, no, nah, I mean it's random. I, I don't know that it necessarily means well we've got we've got forty antelope over here and we've got uh and we got twenty beavers over here, so we're gonna take ten of the beavers and we're gonna take twenty of it, He says it's all random. Interesting. So oh, you may have oh, a you oh. may have a planet You may have a planet way out somewhere that doesn't get touched at all. You know, it's just like like a tornado going through an area. Some places are not going to get touched, and some places are going to get wiped out. It's just, it's completely random.
0: Second question, that was actually the original question. (laughs) (laughs) Could Thanos have been one of the people who disappeared? Or does him holding the Infinity Gauntlet make him immune?
2: I think he could have been. I don't think that that would have... uh... I mean, story wise, obviously he's not because he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they have to have a guy for them to fight <laughs> to get the gauntlet from next next yeah, next little, goal round or whatever. The gauntlet, done it. But I think, yeah, po- possibly he probably could have been. I mean, if you call if you cause a tornado, does that mean that the tornado is not going to hurt you? <laughs> what do you think? Um. What do you think about that, Rick? Do you uh, agree? No, <laughs> I think <that> no? <laughs> the I think the uh, the
4: the Infinity Gauntlet is the focal point of a sphere of destruction, and the, the the power radiates outward from the gauntlet. So whoever's wearing it is is safe.
2: I think he's gonna have to get a new gauntlet because when, after he snapped his fingers, they showed it laying there all crispy yeah. and uh, it, burn up. Like
0: up to the shoulder, it's it's it, his, his arm is kind of scorched and.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was hurt. He was hurt pretty bad. I want to talk about Thanos almost killing Tony. Because uh, he stabs him pretty good. I thought that was it. I thought he, I thought Tony was gone. But uh, Strange tells Thanos, spare his life, I'll give you the stone. And so, he does. And um, I guess, I, that I, 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 is that the nanotechnology that I see kind of filling in where he got stabbed and, and healing him and stuff? Because yeah. if so... If so, that like I said when we did the Spider-Man Homecoming uh, thing, that Tony's suit is kind of turning him into a mechanical Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> if his suit can heal him now, <laughs> I, I didn't get the
0: sense that, I didn't get the sense that it was healing him. I thought that, that, that it was basically like a like bandage, a, yeah, like a bandage gel, you know, just to kind of to, to close the wound. I didn't get the sense that it was healing him. I just got I just got the sense to close the wound, yeah, bleed out.
2: Well, he asked. He asked uh, Strange, "Why did you do that?" And he says, "And he says this is the only way." So when he said that, I was like, "Oh, because it's the one. It's the one outcome that's going to win." So Tony has to be alive for it to work. So he knew. Well, if if Thanos kills him right here, then we're done. You know, it's not nothing else is going to work. It's, Tony has to be alive for this.
0: He really could have given us
2: so more details. That's one of the reasons why I think Tony's going to sacrifice himself in the next movie. Because because of that, you know, could be wrong. I don't know. You know, I'd be cool with
4: that. I'm I. I think we treat these characters far too preciously, and uh, uh, you know that that's you know back at the beginning of the show, you asked if this was it. What would you think of it? And I would just, I'd give it a standing ovation. I think that it would be that would take incredible courage on the part of the filmmakers to go. (laughs) Yep, we're leaving them all dead. Screw you guys.
2: Uh, Yeah. yeah, and if it wasn't for my meta my meta knowledge <clears throat> telling me, hey, they just announced Homecoming two, yeah, so Spider Man can't be dead. And that's the you thing. Know? well, not necessarily because like uh, the next Ant Man oh. movie, which I
4: I don't really give two rat turds about, is taking place before the events of of uh, it
2: takes place after Civil War, yeah, yeah.
4: um, and I'm pretty sure there's another Black Panther movie in the books, but I guess as you said, it could be. Uh, the sister could be Black Panther, so
2: right, yeah, I think that's a couple of years down the line, though. So I don't, I don't know, but um yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think that they've announced Black Panther two. I just think that it's they have uh, it? a foregone yeah. conclusion because of how successful the first one was. No, I don't think they've officially announced Black Panther two. Okay,
0: they have, but I don't know. I'm not the guy.
2: <laughs> I, I know the one, the ones that are announced. Well, you know, we've got Ant Man and the Wasp coming out this year. We got. Captain Marvel coming out next year. The ones that I know are announced after that are Spider Man Homecoming 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They could make Homecoming 2 without Peter Parker because they've got Miles Morales. They could do his origin story. You know, and we got Venom coming between now and then, too. And we've got that and animated think, Spider-Man
0: movie coming out. Yeah. I'm not I, I
2: presume that that doesn't tie in with the MCU, does it? No. No. I don't think it does, but you know, you never know. I just think it looks <laughs> I
0: just think it looks
1: good.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. I wanted to run this by you guys and see what you thought. Um Iron Man 3 we dealt a lot with Tony's PTSD from what happened in uh, Avengers. Uh I feel like they are retconning his PTSD. Because if you remember uh, in Iron Man 3, he seemed like he was hearing voices sometimes. He would have these spells, PTSD spells and he would hear voices. Tony is the only one of these guys that or girls that Thanos knows by name. He doesn't know any of these other people. They're just people that are in his way. He knows Tony by name. And, he sa- and Tony says, uh, this guy's been in my head since New York. So I feel like they're retconning his PTSD to be some kind of Thanos attempting some mind control on him or something. Like he's been playing with his mind all this time. I didn't. And I uh, didn't. I didn't, I didn't think of it. See if you guys picked up on that.
0: Um, no,
4: I thought it was more a vendetta sort of thing.
0: I, yeah, I, I picked up on him saying that. I thought that it was more of a. Um, I have these stones, and so I have. Basically, the stones allowed him some degree of, you know, extra knowledge.
2: And well, he didn't have the Mind Stone yet. No, he didn't get the Mind Stone until later. No, but he had the Soul Stone. That's
0: I mean, true. we don't we don't know. And and at that point, he had. I think he had the. Did he, did he get the Time Stone yet, or was that after? Was that? That was after. The, he got
2: the Time Stone after that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well. My thinking was that just like Strange can kind of pull back the veil of reality and see, you know, the extra significance of certain people. um, Mm -hmm. That's what I thought the Stones did for him. So that's that's how I took that. I could be completely wrong. Well,
4: did did anyone address him as Tony and or Stark during the fight? I mean, it might have just (laughs) Thanos might have just heard them yelling,
1: Stark, look out, Tony, duck.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, <they may> <laughs> oh, his name is Stark, Tony. <laughs> Stark, Tony. Yeah. That, that that whole little exchange, I I, I agree with you, Sean. It, it, it's more significant. Um, it, it, it's significant so it's somehow that Thanos actually knows who Tony Stark is, and it may just be because he's the one. You're, you're right, Rick. It may just be because he's the one who thwarted my plans before. He's the one who returned the nuke. And, yeah. Right. You know, yeah. it could, it and, could certainly and, be that. Well, it's not
4: like and they also, profile. he also almost fought Thanos to a standstill and Thanos said, I respect you. I will. Mm-hmm. Hopefully when this is all done, they will remember you. Now I'm going to stab the shit out of
1: you.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we go to Wakanda. Well, before we go to Wakanda, this, this is a geek point that I felt like I had to add in just because I'm a geek. Uh, they messed around with the timeline in this movie because, as I said when we reviewed uh, Homecoming, Homecoming takes place in the future. They very specifically said that it was eight years after the Battle of New York and then Tony says that the battle was six years ago. So, <laughs> so they need to get the, they need to decide where they want the movies to take place if they're going to go back and <laughs> forth in time like that. But, okay. Uh, they're not being consistent and yes, geeks do notice because I did. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, Okay, so let's talk about Wakanda. Um, Everybody goes there to get Bucky and to hopefully figure out a way to keep Thanos from getting the Mind Stone and to keep Vision alive. The reason that I said I think that Vision will come back is because they spend so much time talking about how they're going to keep him from being killed and, you know, getting the the, uh, Mind Stone out without all the other parts of his mind falling apart. So just the fact that they spent so much time talking about that makes me think that uh, maybe she did uh, do enough work to be able to, to save part of him. I don't know that he'll be as powerful as he was uh, before, but I think some aspect of Vision will will return.
0: So are you are you thinking that he's basically like the body that that, that shell that's on the ground kind of needs to reboot, or that he's saved on a hard drive in her lab somewhere? Th-
2: that I don't know, because she was she was working on him i don't know how much she got done uh she said give me as much time as you can give me but i'm wondering if she got enough done to where he can be put back into that body or it may just be that we don't see him in the next movie but then later on you know another body gets created for him or something like that he may get he, he may get the stone back you know when that when that when they get that glove and they're able to get the stones back apart or whatever, maybe he'll get the stone back and they'll bring it back that way. I don't
0: know. That's one of the things that I really appreciated about this film is, you know, a lot of times they'll have, there'll be a ticking clock and okay, we've got, we've got to do this before, you know, the bad guy comes. And like two or three times, like literally as soon as they came up with the plans, Oh, bad guys here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, okay. All right. We can do this. As long as we're up, oh, nope. He's outdoors. He's he's outside. He's right. He's right here right now. And so it was this constant. You know, this film was such a behemoth of moving parts and characters and plots, but you know they 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 did an amazing job of keeping everything moving. Um, the various storylines, the various characters, um, the various quests, keeping everything going, the, the pacing, the editing, like, it's, I can't imagine how they could have done it better.
4: If, yeah. if this movie does not at least get an Oscar nod or nomination for editing, then there is no justice in the world.
2: Yeah. Because
4: mm-hmm. it was impressive as hell.
2: Yeah. The Academy doesn't like these kinds of movies. <laughs>
4: well, but the, technical <laughs> it's av- the
2: death of cinema. <laughs> yeah, the
4: technical awards tend to get a little more attention on these ones. So sure. I, I, I fully expect to see an, an editing
2: uh, nod. So we get this big battle on uh, in Wakanda. And um, T'Challa decides to open the barrier and let them in. Um, I don't know why why open a barrier a part of the barrier and let them in when you can open up a top part of the barrier and fly out and fight them out there instead of letting them into Wakanda
4: because they were starting uh, to surround because the 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 critters were getting through yeah not they, a lot of them all at once but they were getting through and they were starting to spread out and and circle and if they got around behind the city and came in from the other side they didn't have enough defenders to stop them yeah so was, the,
0: is, the issue wasn't. The the issue was they couldn't let them walk around, go around to the side or behind and get, and get to the lab because they wouldn't be able to defend vision that way. So they had to keep them in front. So that's why he opened the gate because he knew they would come through that hole.
2: Yeah. Okay. And why, this is one, one of the reasons why I don't think that they uh, realized how big of a hit black Panther was going to be when they made this, because if they had, then there would be other things from the movie, like the why weren't the rhinos there? The rhinos could have helped, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that kind of that kind of stuff. Um, See? But uh, well, go ahead. Yeah. No, actually,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. I don't relish my role here tonight, but <laughs> I do it for my country. Um, I think they made like when 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 you first see the Black Panther in this movie, uh, he's talking with um, Okoye? Okoye, yeah. Okoye, oh, yeah. And they're they're kind of going over what defenses they have available, who will be there to fight. And he said, you know, so-and-so left of them. Because basically that their, their tribe was the one that was in most open revolt against T'Challa. I think most of them are, like, out of the picture. And the, they didn't have a whole lot of rhinos. They basically had, like, two or three, and they were from, they, they were under the care of, what's his name? Um, yeah, that's right. So they, they're they down in some sunken place with him. Or whatever. <laughs> Sorry. That, so, yeah, so that's why I think they weren't around. But then they still had, actually, you know what? They still had a lot of fighters. And that I think about it, I think everything I just said was incorrect. <laughs> they did have the, the line with the cloaks and like the, the vibranium shield that came up with the cloaks. I think that was—I don't know if that was unique to that particular tribe, but that that was certainly there. That like those were a lot of those warriors were there, although we didn't see dude. So I'm not having to... Yeah.
2: Well, okay. Thanos shows up. So the thing is, Vision and Scarlet Witch had this planned out that if Thanos got there, then she was supposed to basically kill him and destroy that stone. You get that stone out of his head, destroy it before Thanos can get it, which he does. But uh, <laughs> Thanos does has, yeah, <laughs> Thanos has the Time Stone, so he basically just rewinds it back. And brings Vision back to life, and then re-kills him by pulling the stone out of his <laughs> out of his head. So that's how uh, Thanos gets that stone. But we have to rewind back because there's part there's something that we skipped that plays into this part, and that is Thor's side quest with Rocket and Groot when they go to the dwarf star where Peter Dinklage is a dwarf. <laughs> Get it? He's a dwarf, but he's a giant dwarf. <laughs> and uh, I gotta say. I, I enjoyed the scenes on the side quest, but I did not enjoy the side quest. I thought that it was unnecessary. It is straight out of Norse mythology, though. Yeah, but they made a big deal in Ragnarok about him not needing a thing. You know, well, you're not the god of hammers.
0: He doesn't <laughs> need a thing to be a god, but he does need a thing to kill Thanos. Yeah. because I guess. Because as we've seen his superpower lightning attack that couldn't stop hella i mean it hurt but it didn't stop her and we can safely assume that thanos is more powerful than hella
2: yeah now don't get me wrong the scenes were awesome i liked it and i like the fact that groot was the one that gave him the handle for his axe because Peter Dinklage, i don't remember what his name was in the movie but he uh he pours the metal for the axe and creates the axe and he's like, Where did I put the hammer? I mean, where did I put the, the handle? Where's the <laughs> handle? You know. So Groot's like, I got this, you know, gives him a handle and everything. And they should have been they should have started playing A C D C when Thor picked up the, the axe, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I just I felt that uh, the Russo brothers wanted this movie to be the longest MCU movie and it is by about 12 minutes and this part of the movie is about 12 minutes long <laughs> you know so uh, i just felt like it was just added in there to just kind of pad out the the run t- i think that i think that it could have been done with in in another way but anyway because the whole fact that he gets the axe and everything it doesn't matter cuz it doesn't work because when he gets there he hits Thanos in the chest with it and it penetrates him but then he says oh you should have gone for the head snaps his fingers Game over. You know. That's
0: not the same as the act not working though. It just means he aimed wrong. <laughs> he, yeah, he
2: used it wrong. The
0: axe works great. If he had aimed for the head, that would have been the end of the story.
2: That's why I said this whole this whole movie, this is a movie about failure because yeah. he went through such trouble to get this axe and then he failed in his use of it because he didn't uh, he didn't accomplish his goal and half the universe died, you know. <laughs> but it's failure uh, we still did sacrifice. Yeah, the only sacrifice, the only person who made a
0: sacrifice that achieved the desired result was Thanos, because
2: right, yeah,
0: Scarlet Witch sacrificed Vision, and it didn't work. And I mean, you know, in the context of this movie, it didn't work. Mm -hmm. And um, who else? Peter tried to sacrifice Gamora, and it didn't work. Loki. Yeah, Loki tried. To,
2: Loki tried. To, well, he wasn't making a sacrifice, but he tried to do something. It didn't work.
0: I know? think he knew he was going to die for that. Yeah. I, I think it was a little out of character for him to not have. I mean, just even in Ragnarok, we saw him with the with the uh, game master. Is that his name, um, Jeff Goldblum? That he's yeah. he's down to play the long game. Like he he can wait. He can wait for his opportunity. Right, and so it's it seemed more to me like a. A noble nordic asgard thing than a loki as we've known him thing but also in terms of the movie is we need to know that there are real stakes and Mm -hmm. they you know they drop that bomb pretty quick because yeah heimdall is cool but he's a tertiary character he's not loki
2: right yeah one by one we start to see some of our heroes turn to ash as half the population of the universe is killed uh, list of the Fallen are Bucky, T'Challa, Groot, Scarlet Witch, Falcon, Mantis, Drax, Star-Lord, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man. Uh, some of them go easily. Star-Lord just says, oh man. <laughs> uh, Groot was kind of hard to watch because Rocket was taking it so hard. And, and, and Peter with his, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Please, I don't want to go. <laughs> that was kind of rough to watch. Uh, they kind of they kind of dragged that one out a little bit, but uh, even though, like I said, my meta knowledge was messing with my enjoyment of the scene, it was still in the moment. It was effective. It was because there were people in the theater when I would look around. There were people just mouths open. <laughs> They're like, no, no. <laughs> they were there were some devastated people in the in the theater when the when all this started happening. I was
0: kind of one of those people and I kind of wasn't
2: like I was
0: shocked that this was occurring. The Spider-Man death seemed um, like almost too intentionally played to pull at my heartstrings. And so I was
4: self-indulgent is the word I would use for that.
0: Yeah. I was, I was resistant to it Mm -hmm. As, as opposed to Bucky or, um, Black Panther, or or Wanda, or you know, in, any of them, it, and yeah, and I and I don't blame um, Tom Holland for that. I, it should have been edited better. That's that's I guess that's my only editing critique. In this whole film.
2: They were trying, I think it was m- more to uh, to show what an impact this was having on Tony more than anything else. Yeah, I know. Because
0: it, it still would have, I, I feel like it would have, in terms of like me watching it, it would have. I would have liked it better. And even in terms of how it affected Tony, it would have been better if it was quicker. Yeah. If he's like, Tony, I don't, Mr. Tark, I don't feel good, and he reaches for him, and, it, and the whole thing is over in a couple of seconds. Which I guess it is, but it, it seemed... If it was shorter, I felt like it would have been... He would have felt even more helpless at having to watch it.
3: Well, nobody
4: else had time to give somebody a hug and say they didn't want to go. And for some reason, Peter Parker took a lot longer than everybody else to, to fade away. Which, that, mm-hmm. was, that was the problem I had with it, was, you know, I, everybody
0: else, it happened really quickly. Well, and I was... I was I was trying to explain that away i don't disagree with you but i was like okay well you know bucky says steve and then he disappears and although maybe bucky it just maybe peter parker is just the most likely to say i feel weird whereas Mm -hmm. any of the others are more quote unquote heroes about it and they won't say anything until they realize that something's really really wrong
2: Well, Groot says, I am Groot. (laughs) As opposed (laughs) to I am
0: Groot.
2: I talked to Brandon uh, Ushio, who's been on the show before. He had a lot of critical things to say about this movie. He thought that this whole part of the movie was just uh, to um, manipulate the emotions of the audience and stuff. That's what movies do. I I
0: know. I
2: know. I know. I know. Uh, But the thing. He he thinks that the reason they haven't announced the name of the next movie is because the name of the next movie is going to be Avengers Secret Wars, and if they do that, then we're going to find out that those people that vanished didn't die; that they were transported to uh, the same planet where Red Skull is, and that that's uh, that that's what's going to happen. It's going to have something to do with the uh, with the next movie.
4: It better be a big
0: damn planet. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's wrong. I mean, I certainly
0: hope that's wrong, but I think it's wrong too, because the way that Red Skull vanished was much more like, you know, Thor beaming out than turning to ash going <laughs> right, away. Right.
2: Like, well, the- yeah, but that that could be a that could be a director's filmmaking choice too. You know, it was a very final.
1: Yeah,
2: two, yes and no. Um, I mean, I,
0: I again, this is. You know, you can't separate, you know, the person from the viewer, I guess. Like, what you know is what you know. But, uh, you know, I try to take every film at face value. And, yeah, if, if I, I could look behind the schedule and see what's coming out next year and, okay, see whose contract is signed up so he must be appearing in blah, blah, blah. Or, mm-hmm. you know, well, in the comics, this and that. I just, to me... That does not enhance my enjoyment of the film. It's like it's only ever <laughs> it's only ever served as something to to be annoying. You know, it's like it's like we were talking about Ready Player One. It is different from the book, and there are things that I liked about the book, and there are things that I liked about the movie, and they're not necessarily the same thing. But I try to take everything as, as its own thing, as much as I can. I mean, obviously, I got to include all the other eighteen Marvel films because this movie does, but. It doesn't necessarily include the comics. I mean, they change stuff on the comics all the time. If if, they're, if that was a teleporta- teleportation, as opposed to a disintegration, then yeah, I'll be pissed. I'll be just as pissed as Brandon is. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't think that's the case. I, I I mean, yeah, I think they're going to find some way to you know, quote unquote, fix it and, and save everyone or most of them. But I don't think, I don't think they're not
2: dead now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're dead at this point, I, I think. But uh, but they, like I said, all those people that disappeared after the snap, they're they're gonna come back. Well, um,
4: I also in the same interview with Kevin Feig that I quoted earlier, um, this was brought up. Why didn't you know, Did you did you not announce the name of the next movie because it would be a spoiler for this one? And now, granted. We live in a world where J.J. Abrams has absolutely lied to us straight up about future movies. So As he should. Take this for whatever it's it's <laughs> worth. But Feig said, basically, we didn't want to dilute the opening of Infinity Wars. So we just didn't want to talk about the next movie. But in hindsight, it kind of ended up generating more buzz because we didn't say it than we should have. So he said the the... The, whatever the title of it is and it's not set yet it's not going to be any sort of spoiler it's just we just didn't want to announce it now because we wanted to totally focus on infinity war right now whether that's a tap dance or not i don't know but uh, that's yeah. that's what that's what he said about it
0: he, they should just call it thanos versus the avengers
2: right yeah Thanos Returns. Because that's what the, that's the only one that they named in the credits. At the end of the credits, it says Thanos, Thanos will be return. Back, yeah. Thanos and that's it. Um, okay. we Yeah, we need to start thinking about wrapping up because we've been talking about this for a long time. But I do want to touch on the uh, after credit scene. Maria Hill and Nick Fury both also turn to ash. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson almost gets to say MF.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but he does manage oh, man. to use an interstellar pager... And gets a message off to Captain Marvel. Did you guys realize that it was Captain Marvel when you saw yes. that symbol yeah. on the pager? Yes. Now it took me a minute, had, but I figured it out.
4: <laughs> had this happened last year, I probably wouldn't have. But there's been so much press about the Captain Marvel movie that uh, I was like, oh, I know what that is now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, the Captain Marvel movie isn't going to have anything to do with this, I know, because it takes place in the 90s. Yeah, but it's so, still I recognize the
4: the, the colors and the and the. the the logo or whatever.
2: Yeah. I'm making assumptions that that movie is going to, at the end of it, she's going to go interstellar and go off somewhere, and it's going to explain why she hasn't been on Earth for the last ten years for any of these other movies, and when she gets back, she'll be the only Avenger that is uh, powerful enough to uh, be able to use the Infinity Gauntlet to, uh, to bring everybody back, but... Also, did you guys notice that the only, or that all of the original Avengers survived? Yes, with the possible exception of
0: Hawkeye, because we haven't seen them.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who that's, cares? But uh, <laughs> do do we what? think? Whatever. I hate Hawkeye so <laughs> much. I don't Hawkeye hate is- Hawkeye. I am uh, I'm just not really interested in Hawkeye. <laughs> okay, all right. You're right. It, it, hate is a far more active
4: term than hawkeye deserves such a boring character
0: hawkeye and scarlet witch are playing at a ridiculous degree of difficulty they get they get extra
4: props (laughs) (laughs) did you get a kick out of stan lee's cameo
0: uh yeah i thought it would come later
4: so yeah it was remarkably early in the film they aren't usually that that early on but uh we we laughed
0: the other thing I liked was um, when they're in, they're on the planet, and Strange is like, "Yeah, I'm not really sure. What is the relationship between you? Is what is he your ward or something?"
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That fine. Like, that's fine. Nice little
0: <laughs> backhand slap at Batman for for his Iron Man sucks password in the Lego movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to add before we close things out?
4: I go to bed yet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Um, okay. Yeah, we've examined this movie long enough. The, um, we would love to hear what you guys think. Uh, visit us on Facebook or Twitter. Let us know what you think, and uh, you can you can email us at mail at cosmicpotato or you can send us a voicemail or a text message to area code 205-642-8380 As far as uh, where this show is, you'll find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict on the Android Store and SoundCloud, or you can visit us at CosmicPotato.com. We have other shows on the network. What are you doing? My wife is over here playing with the things on my desk. <laughs> I'm trying to close the show out. <laughs> we have other shows on the network that, uh, that you should check out. Captain Game Show, The Prime Direction, World War G, uh, Review of Mania. Subscribe to the network feed by searching for Cosmic Potato Podcast Network and you'll get all the episodes of those shows when they drop. Um, uh, Thank you, everybody, for being here. Rick, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. And John, as always.
0: My pleasure as well.
2: And thanks again to John Anderson for joining us earlier in the show. If you're in the South next month, uh, check him out at Magic City Con. I'll be there, too, playing some games, doing some panels, giving up some prizes. So, uh, so come and join us. And be sure to join us next time right here on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast, when you might hear John say... Look.
0: For the record, the rule is I before E except after C, or when you're singing Old MacDonald Had a Farm. <laughs> <laughs>